Welcome, everybody, to the latest and greatest episode of The Rob and Callie Show. I'm Callie Alpert here with my dear soul brother, Rob Kay. Hi, Robbie. How are you today? Hey, Callie. How you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. So I think um, the one thing we want to make a point of saying before we get into our topic today is we'd also like to express our gratitude and appreciation for everybody who's writing in, people that are expressing comments, mm -hmm. feedback, but especially the questions that they'd like us to address in our upcoming shows, mm -hmm. pieces of advice or life guidance they might be seeking. So we're accumulating those and we'll look forward to incorporating those in an upcoming show. Yeah. Some good stuff. Yeah. And just thanks for everybody for participating. You know, we're trying to get this party started and People are enjoying the fun, so it's been great. Thanks. So one of the topics that's been on my mind lately is the idea of how I, I spend a lot of time on the road when I'm working, mm -hmm. and I tend to encounter a lot of strangers. In fact, even in my day-to-day -day life, I talk to a lot of strangers. I know you're like that, too, because you're yeah. so amiable with people. Mm -hmm. And I've been really noticing lately, maybe because I've been trying to do it more often or it's been happening to me in reverse, um, but it's the idea of how exchanges, fleeting exchanges with strangers can really be very powerful mm -hmm. and that you never know what kind of an impact they're going to have on you or the other person. Mm -hmm. And I think what spawned this really me observing it more loudly in the last week or so is being on the road for a business trip. I was doing a shoot out of town mm -hmm. and I had an encounter with, I was staying at a cheesy hotel, like a roadside hotel mm -hmm. outside of Omaha, Nebraska. And in the, in the process of being at this hotel, I was there for what, two or three nights. Mm -hmm. There was this one guy, very um, adorable, 30-something guy with his three little girls. And when we got to talking, I found out that he is divorced and he works in maintenance at this hotel. Mm -hmm. And he, when he has custody, he stays there so he can use the pool or take them to the local park and use their amenities. Mm -hmm. And I bumped into him every day in the short time I was there. And I observed him and how beautiful he was with his little girls. Mm -hmm. And I made a point of saying something to him at the end of that three days when the last time we were to encounter each other before I was taking off. Mm -hmm. And he looked me in the eye and he really showed a sense of appreciation for me taking the time to just express my observation. Mm -hmm. Whether it means anything or, or not, it seemed to really touch him. Mm -hmm. And so it just got me thinking of what I'm calling, I guess, for this week's episode, you know, the random words of kindness and the power that they can have over all of us when we have those exchanges, right? Mm -hmm. Do you find that? Have you experienced that? Yeah. You know, I think um, one of my favorite things to do is I make use of name tags, like whether yeah. it's a waitress or someone in a movie theater serving me popcorn or... Um, just anyone who's in the service industry where they actually have a name tag. And I try and make use of it. And I'm amazed or I get kind of a, I just think it's funny how some people are surprised that I'm actually using their name tag or saying their name. I remember I was with my nephew and we went to the movies once and I didn't even realize that I did this so much, but he took notice of the fact that the woman serving his popcorn, I said, you know, thanks, Melinda. <laughs> and and he looked at me and we walked away. Who's and Melinda? I, yeah. And I, 
I think he thought that I was trying to pick her up. <laughs> and I explained to him, no, I kind of make use of name tags. Just makes people feel special. So it's amazing how something as little as that, and you want, want to talk about words of, of kindness or kind words, what kind of word can you say to somebody than their name? You yeah. Know? So I always like how that has an effect on them and me and just my day. It makes me feel good, you know? And the way you say that actually give, um, uh, expresses it to me in a different light because there have been times where if someone calls me by my name and I don't know them mm -hmm. because I have a name tag on maybe at a networking event or a convention or, well, me, frequenting – there I go, frequenting conventions again. But you know what I mean, like a networking party. You're in that convention circuit. <laughs> the, You're like, the, there's a stationary one in Arizona <laughs> next weekend. That's my social life. I can't wait to see the new pastels I came out with. Um, part of me gets a little – thrown off guard because it feels a little overly t familiar. And so to be honest with you, I've never received it in the way that you're describing, but you being the one that gives it may endears me to that kind of the idea of being a personalizing because mm. I've been in restaurants with you where you say it to the person who's like our server at the table or whatever. Yeah. And I know what your intention is, but I'm saying being on the receiving end of it, sometimes um, I haven't appreciated it in the same way that I am listening to you talk about it now. Mm. There is something nice about that personalizing. Yeah. Well, I think it makes them feel, you know, kind of not just a person who's serving you. And I guess being in the service industry in my life, I know how nice yeah. it is when someone actually acknowledges that I'm a human being and I'm performing <laughs> a service for them. I'm giving them a service and they appreciate it. So I think that's why I do it. It's nice to be reminded that you're a human being every once in a while. Yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, but the, but the, yeah, it's just, it's something that I think uh, nowadays because we're so busy, all these cliches about being so rushed and being so inside our own space and everyone's in a hurry and everybody's overwhelmed and overextended and it's all you can do to get through your day. And I realize that, number one, I feel like it's just a way of being more humane. So again, it's just a practice or an exercise that I try to bring into my day. Mm -hmm. And also, again, not selfless because it makes me feel good too. It makes me feel like I've had a moment of intimacy with somebody or a moment of connection mm -hmm. and a moment of presence, mm -hmm. despite the fact that I'm caught up in my own stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of another example where recently I was on a plane, short plane ride, and the flight attendant didn't have that when she was doing all her her shticks, you know, her, all the different security speeches and put your seatbelt on and whatever, that um, her delivery was much more natural and conversational. It wasn't that rote robotic thing. And I was completely taken. It was, I mean, she had a very lovely voice, but it wasn't mm. like that it was really about her voice per se. Right. It was about her energy and the way she was delivering her message yeah. that stood out. And so when I was getting off the plane, I made a point of telling her, you know, that was just a really refreshing, natural delivery. And she started mm. laughing because, mm. you know, when does anybody hear that? You know, when does a flight attendant hear something like that? Mm. Um, but I just think it's really nice. And when I receive it, you know, myself, I'm just trying to think of a recent example of when somebody might have stopped to look me in the eye and made a point of saying something about our exchange that really touched me mm -hmm. because it just shows that we're paying attention, you know? Yeah. I think what we're talking about is putting some soul in our day, you know? Nicely like, said. I like that. Yeah. A soul connecting to another soul. 
and just not random people run all over the place. And um, I think that one of the things I am trying to do in life is I want to make a difference in the world. Yeah. And I think that can be a very profound idea. Well, how do you have an effect on the world? Whereas sometimes it's just saying hello or <laughs> calling somebody and saying I'm sorry or a person at the bus stop saying, oh, that's a nice blouse you have on or whatever. It's It can be just little random words of kindness. And, you know, I'm not a dad. I'm not a parent. And God bless all the parents. You're I a think, spiritual dad. I am. You're a nurturing male figure. Well, thanks. That's true. I, I feel like I, I kind of a big brother to a lot of people. And, you know, maybe uh, I guess I'm getting to be a father-like <laughs> figure to certain people. But um, Daddy. I'm, yeah, I'm the cool uncle. So um, so I just I have so much respect for parents and my friends who become parents. And I've watched them get together, become couples, get married, have kids. And just to see all the energy they, they put into that. And and um, it's just a tough job. It's very valuable. But I just my hat's off to all the parents. And on Father's Day, I text all the dads who I'm friends mm. with separately. And um, I just wish them a happy Father's Day. And one of my buddies texted back this past Father's Day, and he's like, you always remember. That's so nice. And it's like I didn't even think, like, that to him it's kind of a really nice surprise or a nice thing that one of his other buddies really acknowledges and is inspired and admires him because he's doing the job of being a dad and that he is a dad. Mm. And I just thought it was really nice, you know. So it's something as little as that. Yeah. You know? I love what you said about the idea of wanting to change the world. And then there's different ways because, and you know me well enough to know that I have a history of getting caught up in the loftiness of what my purpose is mm. and my reason for being here mm. and how can I change the world mm. and how do I use my reservoir to the best of my blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I have paralyzed myself with those thoughts for so many years. And I've learned as I've gotten older and maybe hopefully a little wiser mm. is that it really is all the little moments. That's all it is. It's an accumulation of those. And so it doesn't have to be these big lofty gestures. It can be a something as simple as something like a thank you or a please. Or mm -hmm. Years ago, my sister and I started this little campaign it was just it was it was our our conceptual art project of the month it was just something that was spawned by um I'll tell the I'll tell the the back story as, as succinctly as I can mm -hmm. but this is many years ago my sister and I were having like a sister date out in New York City mm -hmm. we were at a restaurant there was a man sitting several feet away who took a shine to my sister it ends up that he was some like oil magnet from Kuwait or could cut her maybe. And he later invited us back to have a drink with him and his people. Mm -hmm. His like, uh, I know he had like a whole posse of uh, people with him mm -hmm. to a very fancy hotel in New York City. And when we went to, we just had a drink. There was, it was perfectly innocent, respectable. Mm -hmm. It was a late, late on a Sunday night. And as we're leaving this hotel, we see one of the side rooms where a wedding had happened earlier that day. And there were hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of roses on the walls decorating this room that was now, open, you know, uh, not being used. And mm -hmm. these flowers, and I can't stand a wasted anything, but especially a beautiful wasted second to food, like beautiful live flowers. Mm. So my sister and I gathered them all up 
not all of them. I was going to say, <laughs> that there you are, been... with thousands of <laughs> there, roses. <laughs> there I was working for the Pierre Hotel suddenly, um, and we gathered them up, and we started handing them out on the street to the taxi driver, to the homeless guy, to mm. a pastor, passerby. Mm-hmm. And it became a little bit of a ritual in our family thereafter where when my nieces were younger, we would go buy a cheap dozen roses or flowers and stand on a corner and let the you know my nieces hand them out. And it's interesting how people respond. So. Mm. That's a little different because that's a random act of kindness sort of thing versus words. Mm -hmm. But what it um, inspired my sister and I to do was what we called the Say It Now Project, Uh where you make a point of just writing five people that are in your life that you love and writing them a little note as to why you love them. Mm -hmm. So similar to what you were doing for Father's Day, really just expressing your appreciation. Mm -hmm completely unsolicited and then everybody was to pass it on and it wasn't meant it was meant to be i think we did it via email it was just a you know a um cyber thing there was no permanence there wasn't a hard copy letter which would have been lovely as well but it wasn't about anything except that moment of exchange just to let someone know what it is about them that makes you love them or how they've inspired you so why not do it with people in your life that are strangers as well in some way we're all family, mm-hmm. right? And I just feel like there's so many people out there that feel disconnected or lonely or unacknowledged that it's our job to be the ones <laughs> to do that, to validate them. But, you know, I think it's just a nice way to take a moment to be present in your day and maybe to have it ripple out to make somebody else's day a little bit more pleasant. I think that we all have kindness in us and it's just practicing using it and remembering that it makes other people feel good for us to use it and it makes us feel good and it reminds me of an episode we did where we just talked about that we like to do this stuff because it makes us feel better you know and so when i'm focusing on myself and i'm having a real self-centered day or i'm feeling sorry for myself and i think you know i have the worst problems or whatever i just don't feel that great right and when i can get out of myself and make a phone call Like sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, let me get out of myself, be of service to somebody else, say hello and listen to them or ask them how they're doing and and really listen and show them some care. And then when I get off the phone, I feel better because I'm not so focused on me. So it's something that I found valuable to do to not only practice, like you said, these random acts of kindness, which I love the rose idea. I think that is such a fantastic idea. And I can picture you and your sister <laughs> walking around with the roses, you know, the the Albert sisters and their roses. I think it's great. Um, I've always been accused of being a flower child, so it's appropriate. Yeah, you were living being a flower child. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's a random acts. And then during... Um, the day just finding those words to say um, that can be so valuable. The building that I live in, when I moved there about a year and a half ago, I never lived in a building uh, that was this large. And I got a list of all the staff members and their birthdays. And it was an idea that came to me. And what I decided was that I was going to give them a card on their birthday, like a little thank you note card on their birthday. And I was amazed and how all these guys and gals from different cultures, different communities, different histories, different types of people, they all were like little kids when I wished them a happy birthday. Mm. And one of my doormen said to me, how do you know? Aww. And I was just like, I just know. 
And it was kind of this secret thing that I did that I haven't really talked about, but I'm going to talk about on the show because I think it's kind of a good idea that if you live in a building or in an office space or something like that, you know, get the name and the birthday of the cleaning lady or the person who does something in the building for you and just wish them a happy birthday. You don't have to get them a card or do anything for them, but just acknowledge that it's their birthday. And again, what kinder words can you say to somebody than happy birthday on their birthday and they didn't know that you knew their birthday? Yeah, you know? that is so nice. You're making me realize that I've been extremely neglectful with one of my main doormen in my building who got married a few months ago very quietly. I didn't really know about it until after the fact, and I have yet to do something to acknowledge it, and I feel not I'm not proud of that, so thank you for reminding me. I need to be more attentive to that. Mm. That's a beautiful idea. I mean, it, it all still comes down to the idea that all of us want to be acknowledged and want to know that we matter and that our presence is known. Yeah. Right. That's really, I think, the core of all of this. Mm. So why not take a moment to help that cause? It's so easy. It takes no time. And again, ultimately, it's just as much. Uh, it's it's just as if not more gratifying for the person putting it out as it is the recipient. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I may have mentioned this to you offline when it happened. But a few weeks ago, I'm just <laughs> remember this is kind of a funny example of what we're talking about. Mm. I was on a bus commuting from New Jersey, where I live, into New York City, and there was a very colorful character, this woman who got picked up on, you know, at one of the bus stops, jumps on the bus barefoot, mm -hmm. which is not something that happens in, a, in public transportation between New Jersey and New York City. <laughs> as much as I love being barefoot, there, are, there is a place in time. Right. And, and gets on the— You're like, you're getting real comfortable on the bus. <laughs> you she's... need a drink there? You want a massage? <laughs> she's real comfortable walking around the streets of God knows where without shoes on, too. Right. So she gets on the bus, and she announces, does anyone have shoes? I lost my shoes. But she has this, like, really body, um, charismatic— presentation mm -hmm. and she's got almost like a Janis Joplin hat on she looks you know semi you know she she wasn't too attention grabbing if you looked at her you wouldn't have made some assess some immediate assessment about something being up with her mm -hmm. but then she proceeds to jump all around the bus and go up to people and just randomly tell them how beautiful they look you look lovely and you know again god forgive me for sounding judgmental mm -hmm. but it might not have been to someone who to the average eye would have fit that description. I'll right. just put it that way, right. right? So she was going up to the people, you look lovely, and I love your hair, and your skin is beautiful, and we're literally moving up and down the rows. Mm -hmm. And clearly, it, you know, it, it took not too long to realize that she was, you know, made a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, she started announcing all kinds of other things about how she needs money to become a big star on Broadway, and so clearly she, you know, was had a different trip going on. Mm. But I so appreciated her lack of filters when it came to just going up to strangers and saying nice things. And there was an absurdity in it, but there was also something so precious because she was really giving them, even if we were laughing at the collective, collective experience, everybody mm. was still, you know, was raising their vibrations. It was really making everybody feel good, mm. you know? So it was really, it was, it was an interesting thing to witness. It's cool as you're telling the story, you have this big smile. So uh, it obviously really gave you a giggle. Um, I think, like I've said before, everything that we need to know, really, we learned in kindergarten. I love when you say that. It's so true. Well, and we were going to call the show, one of the names I think was Spiritual Kindergarten or something like that. I think that was one of the ideas because we're really talking about the basics of, you know, kind of just being a soul on this earth, right? 
So it's about the basics. And it's kind of like where what you were talking about is this woman being so unfiltered and open and absolutely no thought as to what she was doing and just being free about how she felt about everybody on the bus or whatever. And it's kind of like I think what we learn to do as we get older is we start having those filters and blocks and barricades and armor. And we start really criticizing what we think or what we should say or how we should do it. And maybe we get away from those little kids who are like, hey, I really like the way you were throwing the ball or, you know, whatever it is. You know, I, can I borrow your crayons? Those are great crayons. You know, whatever it may be where kids are so natural and open. And I'm not saying that we should all run around all the time just, you know, <laughs> being natural and free and doing everything we want. I'm just... Oh, boy, I wish. Why not? <laughs> yeah. If only that could be acceptable and safe and, you know, also pay the bills. It would be so lovely. Yeah, well, I guess that's something. We... That's our next project to work <laughs> on, Callie. Put that on the to-do list. I think it's a good reminder, though, to try and practice that. Sort of, you know, just let that unfiltered kid go out into the world and connect with somebody on a soulful level or just a, a personable level and just, you know, be a person. Yeah, what a novel concept, right? Yeah. Again, we get so far away from that, and it's so simple. And I love the idea of taking it back to kindergarten. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really... I was talking to... Uh, a business colleague, someone I don't, I actually only know him from the phone and he lives in California. We were having a conversation uh, a few days ago and I was telling him about uh, a gig that I had done that was very challenging and difficult and actually challenged my ethics a little bit. And I was trying to reconcile that because mm -hmm. it was a story that I was doing and it was a delicate story and yet certain things you have to ask of certain people to make TV shows can sometimes challenge where you stand as a human versus as a producer. Mm -hmm. And he said the loveliest thing to me. He said, you know, even if um, those situations don't always jibe for me or it's not fully, I don't even say above board because I wouldn't do something that was, wasn't above board, mm -hmm. but that the experience separate from the work part is just such a nice opportunity to like shine. He said, shine my light. He was being very kind and talking about me, but in a broader strokes, it's really something we can all consider, even if you're in a situation that isn't your first choice, or you have to do something that's not so pleasant, mm. or you got to take a job because you need to pay the bills, or you have to be around people that you might not necessarily want to be around. Mm. While definitely I don't support doing that too much at your own soul's expense, putting yourself in situations that aren't self-supporting, mm. they are also really nice opportunities to bring whatever you know, magic or fairy dust or love or light that you can to other people in situations and try to redeem the experience a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it was just a nice reminder that even um, when things might not jibe for us, there's always a moment where you can crack open the wall and bring in a little bit of light. I sound so airy-fairy right now, but you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Yeah, it was a nice reminder. And I think people can always use a reminder that no matter how dark it is, you can crack open the window or door a little and let in some light. I think it's about connecting. I think that we're, we're not meant to be on our own all the time. We're not meant to live our lives alone. And I think it's about connecting, like I said, one person to another, and that could be a word or an act or something. But I think it's just the natural flow of life that we are in this thing together. You know, and we kind of choose who's in our tribe and who we interact mm -hmm. with and things like that. But in general, 
I have a much better day when I walk around and I'm open to saying hi to somebody than when I'm not. Yeah, I totally hear you. And it's just, we've talked about this before. It's the, I think um, I could speak for both of us, or sort of intimacy junkies. I know I am. Mm. Uh, something, I'm wor- <laughs> something I'm working on because it doesn't always, you know, it's not always the wisest way to go. But just to have a sense of connection and just to go through your day, if I'm feeling isolated or like things aren't going well mm. or that I'm not achieving or I'm not connecting or whatever my thing is of the day. Mm. And then I just have one good phone call or one nice exchange at a supermarket. You know, my sister and I used to always say when you're having a lousy day, just get your ass outside on the street. And the most magical thing can happen Yeah, because you're just changing up your your you know your energy and mm-hmm. it can just be that one smile from somebody mm-hmm. that really ripples in ways that you never know i'm thinking about this is just coming to mind this is sort of an old story but um when i was many years ago i was it was actually a business trip i was lucky enough to go to australia mm. and then i squeezed in this very magical 24 hours of free time where i made this pilgrimage to this little town that I had always known about that I wanted to get to that had a very interesting sort of uh, hippie history to it. Mm. And I met this lovely character who became like my fairy, you know, my my godmother for the 24 hours that I was there. He gave me a place to stay. I mean, he had he owned a youth hostel and um, but it all just accommodated this very tight, crazy period of time I had. Mm. Anyway, I talked to him about Burning Man. And I was telling him, based on his personality um, and a lot of the things he shared about his life, Mm. that it might be interesting medicine for him to experience it because he was feeling stuck in the constructs of what he was doing. Mm. He's also halfway around the world and what an unrealistic thing to do. Many years later, I get a either phone call or an email from him from this, this guy, Doug. He says, Callie, I'm I'm not going to try to fudge a really bad Aussie accent, Mm. but he says, you'll never guess where I am. I'm in California. I've bought an old used car. I'm driving to Burning Man, and then I'm going to drive across country and come see you. Mm. He said, uh, and this was many years later, he said, you're the one who told me that I need to have this experience. Mm. I never thought that I'd get there. It changed my life, Mm. and thank you for telling me about it. And and he said to me expressly, you never know how your words are going to impact somebody. Yeah. And that's always stuck with me. Yeah. Because it's true. He's like, and now we're going to start Australian (laughs) Burning Man. No. um, They actually do exist all over the world, but they can't hold a candle to the one in Nevada. But he's like, oi, this is great, but it's not Nevada. (laughs) Um, What do you call it? Did you see Boyhood? Yes. Okay. I just saw it. Yeah. And I really love the scene where at the end of the movie, they're sitting around the table and I'm not going to spoil the whole movie for everybody who hasn't seen it, but they're sitting around the table and the landscaper or one of the guys who worked on her house and hardly knew English years before oh. came up to the table and he's now the manager of the restaurant there and he's learned English and he took her advice because she suggested years before that he was smart mm. and he should go to night school and he went to night school, got his degree, and then he was getting his master's degree or something. And he just said to her that her words meant so much to him and had a big effect on his life. And um, and then he's like, lunch is on me or something like that, you know. And I was like, just it's such a great scene in the movie because it shows right there how you may say something very fleeting to somebody and yeah. just an opinion you have you have about their life, how 
they can improve their life. And then they take your advice. And then years later, they're like, they remember you that they're, you know, you're always going to be a part of their life story because you helped their life in some way. Yeah, I, I forgot about that because I never remember the ends of movies. But yeah. yes, that's a beautiful example. And yeah. it is, it's like planting seeds of your soul's legacy, even if you have no idea what that means. It's just letting your sort of person, you know, your tentacles of your own personality and your own life mm-hmm. extend out into others just with no other intention except to have that moment and then hope that something really nice grows from it, even if you don't hear about it mm-hmm. ever or many years later. Mm-hmm. So on that note, I would suggest that maybe everybody try to take a moment in your day or take a moment in your week just to be present for somebody that you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Say something to them in in the moment moment that you're witnessing something nice or an exchange that you're having Mm -hmm. and just seal that moment, seal that experience. Yeah. I love your expression, planting seeds of soul. What did you say? Planting? Uh, planting the seeds for the legacy of your soul. Yes. I was just trying to be poetic. So I actually just forced myself to come up with something clever so like great. that. I love that. Oh, thank planting you. seeds for the legacy of your soul. On that note, what a great way to end this episode. <laughs> Again, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate the support. It's so much fun doing this show. Thanks and take care. Thank you everybody.